Welcome to the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness, in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Today, I want to talk about the difference between, well, I want to define what is coaching because I feel like that was a big question for me when I entered the online space. In addition to Googling, what is coaching? Is this a scam? Is this ethical? If I'm a therapist, am I also allowed to coach? Like I spent like 900 years Googling, okay? Um, And I really wish someone would have defined for me what coaching was and also the difference between coaching and mentoring, coaching and strategy, because whether you're a coach or whether you are an online service provider, a course provider, you do done for you services like social media management, OBM work, right? You're going to have, you're going to use the skill of coaching and you're going to use the skill of mentoring. And I want to talk about them both. And the question I want to ask for you today, just to give yourself a little bit of clarity, when I work with my clients, how much of what I do, what percentage is coaching and what percentage is um, mentoring? And there's no wrong answer. Okay. Everyone is going to have a different amount that they do in different containers. And the reason I think this is so useful to define is remembering that all are valuable and nothing is wrong. But what is important for you to do is to communicate to your audience what you do and how much you do of it, right? Or if you're a done for you provider, it might also be useful for you to say, what percentage do I do things for my clients? Am I actually in there and doing work on their behalf, right? Um, and the reason I bring this up, because a lot of the women that I work with that are like VAs or OBMs, they realize like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing some strategy and some mentoring with my clients. And maybe I want to start charging that, uh, charging for that and creating, you know, some one-off coaching sessions so that I can be compensated for that. Right. Or conversely, sometimes my coaching clients will realize like, actually, I kind of want to get in there and like get nitty gritty and do things for people. Or, you know what I mean? I don't mind listening to women and their problems and asking them questions. But what I really like to do is teach. I really like to give people advice. I really like to, to break things down into frameworks and doable steps and say, do these six things and get this result. Right. Um, and maybe you feel like you're born to be a teacher, right? And then some of my other clients are like, you know what? I actually don't really resonate with the framework. In my program, Getting Coach, I really talk about two types of frameworks, right? There's the traditional framework and then there's the flexible framework. And I think both can be valuable. When you are with a client in like a three-month coaching container, you might have a flexible coaching framework, which means during our three months together, these are some of the things that we can cover based on your needs, right? I do this with my one-on-one clients. I have six categories. I give the, the, these, they're actually um, C's. I say, I have six C's, right? And in my one-on-one mentorship, I say, these are the six things we can cover together. Um, I will bring up some things. I have some resources, but also feel free to bring up if you need support in one of these areas. And I find for a lot of my clients that really lean into the coaching element, they love having a flexible framework and no one's given them permission to have a framework that is flexible, right? 
But again, some of my clients really thrive under teaching. And if you're someone that wants to have courses for my programs that are courses and containers like my mastermind, like my group coaching program, I do not have a flexible framework. I have a traditional framework, right? Where I'm like, these are the 12 steps you need to take in this order in order to get this result, right? Like in my program, Getting Coach, it's 12 weeks. Every single week has a worksheet. Every single week has an objective, right? And I think this is where people get courses wrong is they go into a course. And the reason I think the online completion rate for courses is so low is they're approaching it backwards, right? They're really thinking through like, what are all the fun things I want to include in my course, right? Instead of what's the result I want someone to get after these 12 weeks in my course? And how can I break down the steps that get them to that end result? And how do I take anything else that doesn't help get them that result? And how do I throw it away, right? My favorite book on um, oh, what's it called? I'll put it in the notes, but it's by Marion Elwell. She writes on memoir and writing and biographies and stuff like that. And she has this phrase, kill your darlings, right? Which basically means like we need to be able to leave our ego at the door. And when we're creating a course or a book, right? Delete things that aren't necessary, even if we kind of like it. If it's not going to help our client get the result we want, it doesn't belong in the course, right? One of the first courses I created very early on, Visible Impact, I had more than less in that course. And I've since gone back and really stripped it down to six core parts and everything else I put in a resource library, right? Because I really realized, oh, people need to have that directive. And when I went to go create Getting Coach, that 12-week program, the reason I'm seeing women get such wild results in that program is I really boiled down, these are the 12 exact steps people People need to take. And even beyond that, there's phase one and phase two, right? Phase one is getting clients for six weeks. And here's those specific six steps. And here's the specific templates they can use, right? Phase two is once you have the clients, how do you satisfy them and do good coaching work with them? And here's the six things you can do to onboard them well, to offboard and upsell them so that they work with you again, right? Here's the coaching skills and techniques so that you know what to do in session. Here's what to say if the session goes over, right? I found that as I've created courses over time, I've created several, they've gotten better as I really looked at, you know, creating either, you know, flexible framework in my one-on-one work or a really solidified traditional framework for my courses. And again, creating the framework before you create the course. Okay. (laughs) It's so important. And not that you can't create resources for your one-on-one clients and then form them later. I definitely did that too. When I worked with my one-on-one clients, I created, you know, worksheets and videos and really started to scale that way. So I didn't have to repeat myself as much, but, um, then I really looked at like, okay, what fits and what doesn't, and I don't have to squeeze everything in. Right. Um, okay. So back to this conversation of done for you versus mentoring versus coaching. I put some like little words under each of them that I feel like is going to help you so that I can really define and explain what this is. So what is coaching? This is just my definition. Okay. When I think about coaching, I think about for me, Am I asking good questions, right? Am I helping the person connect with their intuition? Am I helping the person clear their fears and clear their blocks and get out of their own way, really empowering? Am I listening? Am I reflecting back what I'm hearing and seeing and feeling in the room, right? That is coaching. Coaching really is you being a tool 
for your client to be the, their best self. And you're really getting out of the way. And it's really why we can coach people that are ahead of you, right? I have clients that have million dollar businesses and I don't yet. And that is because I'm a great coach and I ask really good questions and I can help women progress and get results in whatever is blocking them, right? When I think about mentoring, some words I think of under this bracket are giving tips, giving advice, giving strategies, and teaching, right? For this side, it is useful that you've done what your clients want to do, right? That you have accomplished, that you have experienced, that you have studied, that you have learned, right? And getting really clear on that. For me, I actually show up in diff wearing different hats and different programs, right? So I would say that in my one-on-one -on -one containers, I do probably 70% coaching and 30% strategy or like mentorship, right? Though I would say it depends on the client and it also depends on what they need in each moment. You know, I was just telling a client this this morning that sometimes in our life, we need mindset work. We need someone to listen. We need someone to baby us. We need someone to listen to our fears and just witness us and help us be our best selves. And other times we need someone to motivate us and say like, stop overthinking it. Just take the action and your mindset will catch up, right? And I think a good service provider knows what each client needs in each moment. And you can trust yourself for that, right? Versus in my programs, I would say in my mastermind, I would say I'm about 50% coach and 50% mentor. In my getting coach program for newbies, I would say I'm about 80% teacher, 80% mentor, 20% coach. And that is just because I think in different phases of business, we need different things. I think when we're at the start of business, we do really need someone to say, stop overthinking and just like do the damn thing. Learn the rules to break them. Have you heard that before? I actually love that phrase. I think it's like, when we learn to dance, when we learn to ride a bike, right? Like we kind of have to learn the rules first. We have to learn someone's strategy. We have to try something on for size. And then I really think that helps us figure out what works and doesn't work for us, right? But when we're trying to create our own thing from the beginning, I find that it can be very paralyzing, right? Because when you build a business, there's so many options. And that's why I think it can be useful to have a little cookie cutter at the start and to try things on. And that's why getting coach, that program has the most templates of any of my programs. I literally have swipe files that people in copy can copy and paste. And some people might say like, oh, why are you spoon feeding people? Or that's disempowering. But I think when you're at the start of a new venture, like I think about this, I just um, did a CrossFit class last week, just because I really want to try like getting back into like heavier weightlifting again. And they really spoon feed you. They really like baby you. They really tell you like, do this, do not do that, right? Because when you're at the start of learning something new, you kind of want to learn the formula. Like you want to learn the, the recipe. You want to learn to make cookies from the recipe, and then you can start to modify it. I feel like that's the fastest way to growth. So that's why in that program, I have like a lot of templates and a lot of like, don't overthink it, make your coaching package 90 days, um, nine sessions, make your sessions 45 minute long, right? Like I really tell you what to do so you can try it on. And then you can be like, actually, I want to meet with my clients longer. Actually, I want to try that, right? 
Um, so again, really asking yourself what percentage, this is a great reflection question, right? Like what percentage do I want to be of each of these things? When I think about done for you, when I think about teaching my role as a teacher, when I think about my role as a coach, and maybe it depends on my container. Maybe it depends on each of my programs. I think about my program, visible impact. Now that's a hundred percent mentoring and 0% teach, um, sorry, coaching because it's self-study. And it took a lot of courage for me. I'm someone that's a natural coach and I actually enjoy coaching. I love the skill of coaching, right? So it took a lot of courage for me to baby step into teaching. It really felt unnatural at first. It really felt like, but are people going to pay for like a self-study course when like, I'm not there to help them? Like, what are my programs if I'm not in them? And I think as you scale your business, you need to be willing to pull yourself out a little bit in a way. And that was very intimidating for me. So I just want to normalize that. And also vice versa for my clients that are done for you gals, I find that they get really intimidated by trying a little mentoring, trying a little bit coaching, right? Adding on, like if maybe you're an OBM and you're like, actually, I do a lot of business strategy. I want to charge for like a one hour strategic consult, but will people just pay me to give them ideas and I'm not doing anything for them, right? Like we get intimidated by whatever is outside of our box. So my challenge for you is what can you do to, number one, own your preferences when it comes to the percentage of coaching and mentoring and teaching and everything like that. But what can you do to like push yourself outside the box, right? When I started creating courses, like when I first started my online business and I was doing coaching, I kind of told myself the story that I'm never going to have courses and I'm never going to teach, right? I just... I, I just want to coach. Like, I just really like that. And it took a lot of like, I was like, well, I can't bash it until I try it. Right. And now I actually do enjoy creating Google doc worksheets. And I found a way to make it my own, right? Like my courses are very interactive, right? So my students complete worksheets, but they're Google docs. So I can give them private and personal feedback on their worksheet. So you notice they're like how I'm teaching, but I'm also speaking in coaching because I, I want to be involved. Right. But again, like that's just me and my preference, but maybe you're someone who doesn't want to be involved, right? Um, I've also like encouraged some of my clients that have come to me when they've had courses and I have them add on a coaching session, right? And they're like, but what are people going to ask me or what's like, so again, like this is just a call to action to really stretch yourself. Okay. So yeah, those are those two things I want to hear from you. Email me and tell me number one, what percentage do you consider yourself a coach versus a mentor versus a done for you? And does it vary per container? And what do you want to try a little more this year to step outside of your comfort zone? And if it is coaching, you know, if you want to play with the skill of coaching, know that I love to teach that skill. I have a workbook in my program, Getting Coach, that teaches you 30 coaching skills, right? Like, how, what does it mean to listen? What does it mean to reflect back, right? When you do the program, the first half, again, helps you get clients, but the second half, half helps you coach clients and teach clients. And part of the way that I teach you to be a coach is you get a certificate at the end when you pick three of the 30 skills to master, right? You say, okay, of these 30 skills, I'm going to try. And it's so fun. I just heard from one of my clients this morning saying like, Anna, in my group call, I tried one of the skills you taught me and it was really rewarding, right? And I think just remembering 
if no, if you've never coached before, maybe you've never been taught. Maybe you've never learned that. And it's okay to, you know, invest in something that's going to help you learn those skills and feel co more confident in those skills. Because I find for my clients, when they feel more confident in their ability to coach and the product that they offer as a coach, like you are the product. So you're really increasing your skill set there and learning new things. Um, that's when they sign clients a lot easier, right? And so it's kind of like this chicken and the egg thing. Like, do you get more clients and then become a better coach or do you become a better coach so that you can um, feel more confident to sign clients? And I think it's both. We can work on both, right? Anyway, I have a free webinar. If you're interested in this, it is 20 minutes long. I spent a long time narrowing it down to 20 minutes so that it's just what you need. Also, of course, it comes with the Google Doc worksheet so that you can fill it out as you go. And if you fill out the worksheet, I give you $3 coffee money so that you can go to Starbucks and take action on what you are learning. And the workshop is called Sign Your Next Five Coaching Clients with One Simple Strategy. And you're gonna love it. It's gonna change your life. And I am so proud of this training again, training, but a little bit of coaching because I have that worksheet there and, um, just know that it's my honor and privilege to invite you to this and let me know if you have any questions, but as always, just thank you for being in the heart centered entrepreneur community. It is such a blessing and, um, giving you credit. I know it can be a stretch to like, you know, play with different streams of income to play with coaching, consulting done for you teaching. Right. But I just want to remind you that as a woman, it's safe for you to have multiple streams of income, right? I'm a coach, right? But again, I have played with the stream of income of teaching and I kind of fell in love with it, right? I have played with the income stream of done for you work, right? Um, and I just think it can, a lot of times people say like, oh, but if I'm a done for you provider and I have a coaching offer, am I diluting my message? Or like, I think it's safe for us to sell, what's important to sell one thing at a time, but I think it's okay for us to play with different ways of making money that feel the easiest to us at any given time, right? You are a money-making machine and it's safe for you to call in money with lots of different skill sets in your life. Let me leave you with that. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.